Hello and welcome to Eden Exchanges, the business journey podcast by Eden Exchange. Today we spoke to Grant Levy, franchisee at the Expense Reduction Analyst franchise. Listeners Grant chats about what drew him to the franchise, the working role of a franchisee, the training and support he received, and the characteristics of an ideal franchisee. Listen on to discover more. Welcome everyone, my name is Ellen from the Eden Exchange team. Today our guest is Grant Levy, who is a franchisee for Expense Reduction Analysts. Welcome to the podcast, Grant. Thanks and good morning to you too. Now, Grant, can you start off by telling us about your background and where are you currently located? Certainly. So my background is in telecommunications. I started working in IT back in the 90s at the birth of the internet, and I'm currently located in Sydney, New South Wales. Thanks, Grant. Now, you started out with a telecommunications background and you've not only worked in Australia, but you also worked in the UK. What made you want to change roles and settle down in Australia? So that's an interesting question because it's almost an accidental immigrant. I was quite happily living in the UK, really enjoying my career in IT, but my wife didn't really enjoy the weather and wanted to live in America and that didn't appeal to me. So we just kind of found the compromise and Australia was the only place we could agree on. And at the time, they were really interested in in the skill set we had and made it very easy to emigrate. I think it took six weeks from start to finish to get into Australia. Now, what was it about expense reductions analysts that caught your attention? What made you want to become a franchisee? I was very fortunate with expense reduction analysts that I got to kind of do what you would normally call a try before you buy. I knew a few people that were working within expense reduction just from networking and other manners. And at the time, they were looking for a skill set in photocopying that they never had in Australia. So one of the members of ERA asked me if I could help them on some projects. What that afforded me was the opportunity to see how ERA worked, what their values were all about, and what they were able to provide for their customers. So in terms of what made me want to become a franchisee, I was already self-employed and working in a partnership at the time. And what really caught my attention was the breadth of service that ERA were offering relative to what I was doing at the time. Working with purely a IT hat on, I'd go and see clients and they'd ask me, that's fantastic where you're able to help me in X, Y, and Z, but I also have pain in my business in these other areas. What can you do for me here? And at that stage, the answer was, I'm sorry, I can't help you. And I realized that in the ERA model, I could help because the skill set I didn't have, I could call a friend and they could complete it. The other thing that also appealed to me in the model as a franchisee is that it wasn't a typical franchisee model where you behold into a head office to buy their products, like in a typical, let's say, just as an example, a McDonald's, right, where you're buying out all their products and services, you've got minimum costs, you've got massive setup costs, you've got staff costs, etc, etc. It really seemed to me to be the easiest way of becoming your own boss with the lowest risk. All right, yeah, that definitely sounds like a more ideal opportunity. So you also mentioned you had a background in IT with telecommunications. With ERA, is there an opportunity to specialize more as a franchisee, depending on your professional background? So definitely. I've met many people over the few years that I've been working with ERA, and 
some of the people come in with a speciality and then they choose to grow. So, for example, when I came in originally, I was mainly focused on photocopiers, even though my background was in IT. It was only through osmosis that I started taking on telecommunications and IT projects. But even within that, there's an opportunity to grow depending on your area because most of us are working in categories that they aren't static. There's a lot of change. You're always having to learn and reinvent yourself in order to stay relevant both to the business and to your clients. Okay, now officially, what does the expense reductions analyst offer? That's a really interesting question because on the face of it as a franchisee, I think that most people, when they first think of franchisors, they think of putting up signs outside an office space, getting a whole lot of product and people just stand outside waiting for it. The franchise model within ERA is very different to what I've seen before, whereby what they're offering is a ready-to-go business in terms of templates, documentation, colleagues to work with, structure, and some marketing. What they don't offer you is a client list ready to buy your product. For me, even though I realize it's not part of the actual question, it's the biggest, what does that look like for me when joining ERA is, do I have what it takes to get out of bed in the morning and build a business when I don't actually have a product to sell, I'm selling a service. It does sound like ERA does offer a lot of things that regular businesses nowadays and especially small businesses to large, actually do need assistance with. Now, what is your day-to-day like in working as a franchisee? And can you share with us what your typical week looks like? Sure. So my typical week starts on a Sunday night when I'm preparing all my activities for the following week. I wear a few hats within the ERA model. I'm primarily an analyst using my background skills. I've also done a bit of finance. I really enjoy financial modeling as well as the actual service around IT itself. Most days are spent looking at either Excel or Power BI models, building spreadsheets and outcomes for clients on projects. Another hat I wear is also around project management. So I also have clients around the country where I'm their first point of contact and I therefore manage all the projects and the ERA consultants behind that project with all the deliverables associated with the project. I should do it more often, but I don't. Uh, Every now and then I also do some networking in order to find more business. I think that's an area where I personally need to improve on because I don't enjoy hunting for business. Agreed. It's not everyone's cup of tea to hunt around for their business. It's a lot of effort and you really need that experience with sales and that sociability of performance to be able to do that kind of thing more often and do it more comfortably. So since becoming a franchisee, how have you grown as a business owner? The main areas that I feel that I've grown as a business owner is having come out of 20 odd years in corporate is learning how to manage my P&L and forecast my revenue up to two years ahead in order to understand where I have a gap in my business and how I'm going to fill it, be it either through, as I said previously, the dreaded client acquisition or through all the projects. So very fortunately, again, because of my analytics background is I am given projects by other people to do. But in terms of the growth in itself is 
I've definitely invested a lot of time studying in order to stay relevant. So a specific example I'll give you is coming from a telecommunications and hosting background. I've never had the opportunity to work with contact center specialists before. I've just finished two projects that have taken about a year from go to woe. Both of them were very contact center centric, which gave me the opportunity to very quickly and rapidly become a contact center expert so that I could help the client choose and procure the right product. So from my perspective, it's actually been fantastic in order to grow my skill set whilst delivering to clients. That sounds fantastic. It's it's always good to find an opportunity where you can grow. You're not just utilizing the what's existing and how this business does business every day, but you also have opportunities to discover who you are as an owner and find ways to explore yourself and what you're capable of. So it's always good to find an opportunity like that. I agree with you 100%. So what level of training and support does ERA offer? I believe you had an exemption because of your background. Did you find that your previous professional role and experiences made the training easier to follow? There's kind of two questions in that. So yes, I was exempt from the training and it wasn't because I'm super smart or anything. It was purely because, as mentioned earlier, they'd been using me for about two years under a white labeled service for photocopying, which meant that I'd had exposure to all of the process, the document templates, the manner in which we work, the client engagement and the engagement internally, which at that point I argued I'd probably derive more benefit in that two years than I would from two weeks of training, and they agreed. So that's how come I was exempt from the onboarding program that ERA runs. But in terms of my previous professional roles and experience, I think what made easier for me is my last role I had in corporate was I was in senior management running pre-sales. I was a practice lead for the pre-sales. And what that meant is I had a lot of direct and indirect reports. So I'm used to having to manage outcomes through other people's deliverables. I also worked with many other business units that allowed me to understand what it takes to influence and work with people over which you don't have any direct control of. And ultimately, it kind of just seemed like a natural fit to carry on doing what I'm doing and not really have to act much differently to what I would normally do in a day, having come from that pre-sales background. Yes, agreed. It does work out a lot better when you have a similar background and it does make things a little bit easier when you're tackling a new business opportunity in the beginning, especially if there's that familiarity there. So on that subject, is a technical knowledge of business and analytics operations a requirement for this kind of opportunity? What skill sets and working roles do you think is the best that translate for ERA? Again, I've said this a few times, but that's another interesting question because one of the things I have done over the years I've been working with ERA and David is kind of dissecting the model of who it is that I'm working with and looking at the attributes of the individuals and kind of thinking, if this was my business, what does the ideal candidate look like? And it's something that David and I have spoken about on a number of occasions. And what I often find is that there are people that are highly qualified highly skilled and highly analytical, and that doesn't necessarily translate to success. It seems to be tenacity and just more like street smarts that make people successful. And what I've realized, again, just looking at 
a small footprint of Australia, the colleagues I work with, we have leaderboards and most of the people that are up on the leaderboards don't have very strong educational backgrounds. They've just got very many years of corporate success behind them as well as a drive to succeed and obviously that bit of a competitive spirit as well. One of the areas that I think is a skill set that is lacking is the ability to identify sales and drive them through to fruition. And speaking of drive, what drives you to grow your business and what do you love most about this opportunity? For me, it's quite simple and it comes down to something that Simon Sinek said many years ago and now has become everyone's favorite catch cry, which is it all begins with why. I'm very clear as to what my why is, and that is I'm all about equality and having come out of the vendor land, I'm used to the asymmetric bias that all contracts have in them. What I love most about what I do today is helping balance those contracts so that the client gets Firstly, more knowledge of what they're buying and secondly, a more balanced outcome if things should go wrong. So the business growth I've found over the last few years just seems to kind of find itself. I'm driven on helping clients produce outcomes that they never thought possible. Thanks, Grant. Now, is there any advice you would offer for anyone thinking about becoming a franchisee? Sure. So there's a number of things is again, I'll use David's words, is that if it doesn't feel right in your gut, then it's probably not for you. The franchisee model in ERA is not something that we try to force people into. Everyone, I believe, does and should come into it with eyes wide open and having done the right amount of due diligence. The advice I would give someone who's becoming a franchisee, though, is really understand what you are as an individual, it's really easy to wake up in the morning, spend the whole day fluffing around on email and various other things and think you've done a hard day's work, but have you really? So if you're not very self-driven, disciplined or motivated, just be honest with yourself. The one thing that I have found fantastic about ERA as a franchisee is that when I joined, they mentioned how you're able to earn back your joining fee in the first year. I was in that enviable position where I did definitely do that. But you also need to understand where you are financially. As I've mentioned earlier, that ERA is not a model where you put some signs outside a store, start selling products, and if you open it, they'll come. You need to have enough financial backing from yourself or family, whatever that looks like, in order to carry your costs that you have in your personal life I'm going to say from anywhere from three to six months, depending on what role it is that you'll be doing in ERA. So that really, again, is that leap of faith about how much you back yourself, because most people I've seen coming in, much like myself, had come from corporate backgrounds where every month they knew they were getting a healthy paycheck. Thanks, Grant. Expense Reductions Analyst sounds like a unique opportunity to franchise with. Now, for anyone listening to this podcast who is keen to put their name down for more information, there is a button beneath this podcast to submit your inquiry, and the team at Expense Reduct Analyst will get the ball rolling ASAP and get you started on your franchising journey. Now, thanks again, Grant, for joining us on the podcast today. We wish you success in your developing business journey, and we hope to hear from you soon for an update. It's my pleasure. Enjoyed having the time with you. Eden Exchanges was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. 
In this episode, we spoke to Grant Levy, franchisee at the Expense Reduction Analyst franchise. To find out more about David and the Expense Reductions Analyst franchise, or to discover other episodes by Eden Exchanges, head to our networking website, businessbyinvest.com. You can also subscribe to this series on iTunes or Stitches if you're using Android. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram for recent info on the buying, selling, and investing world. Thanks for listening.